Now he's in like a glove. <laughs> like a glove. Okay, hold on, let me get me notes. Got this new bottle, it's an absolute beat. Is it, is it, um... It's a liter and it's like stainless steel and shit, it's gold, mate. So you pour water in there and it keep it Can hot. do, yeah, put coffee and all in there yeah, if you want to. perfect. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pearpod. Uh, sorry for the uh, the week absence there. I was away in Provence, southern France. It was a lovely getaway. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Today, uh, I'm joined by, uh, believe it or not, you were my first client in Spain. So, uh, man, man showed belief early on. I appreciate that. I'm joined by Pro Boxer, owner of the 12 Rounds Gym here in Estepona in Marbella, Joe Sheriff. Thank you very much, man. Joe, thank you for coming on, mate. I appreciate it. We're going to get into all your, uh, obviously, the fight coming up, and you have a long and very interesting story to talk about, which we've already gone into a little bit. But before, I, I saw you were traveling a lot during the summer. Uh, what was your favorite moment from, from your summer travels? There's so many. Um, and the reason for traveling, because July and August, as you know, here in Marbella, gets heaving. It's mad scene, It's yeah. crazy. So, I mean, you know, when you live here, it's, it's nice. And uh, you know, I'm not saying I don't welcome tourists because... This, built, this place is built on tourism, but, um, you know, I've been had such a busy year with the gym. Mm. And um, I had a fight planned in June that got postponed until now. So I use July and August when everyone, all my clients, are too busy partying <laughs> in other places. Sure, I got to cancel Monday, Joe. <laughs> I'm the home two days. I just thought, you know, I'll just bite the bullet and I'll, I'll take the, the bull by the horns and I'll go away myself and, and enjoy yeah. and do what everyone else is doing. So there's so many. I mean, I went to Bali and um, uh, went for, for there for a month, but I was training there. I made some contacts potentially with the, with the champs camp as well mm. so i'm trying to mm. expand that as well yeah um and uh a beautiful place bali but um but then uh peru and colombia were two two different places because um i've always wanted to see the machu picchu yeah yeah yeah. And i've always wanted to go to medellin for the history and whatever this else. guy man it's just traveler it's, it's here cool like. i love that you know I, that's you I'm do half that. irish yeah, i'm yeah, half yeah. irish so that's uh that's that's where it comes from i've got the, the travel inside of me so um but yeah, there were so many good moments, and uh, it's just um, it's good to be back and uh, back to back to routine, you know. Yeah, uh, from someone like from watching you, like you're you're an animal of routine, like every morning. So I'd say when you get out of that, even for me, I went away for a week and I was like, "Fuck, can't wait to get back into yeah. my fucking routine." Like, so for you, you want to get back to six a.m. runs like Wim Hof and all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. I, I did, just because I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. Did you watch the Usyk Joshua fight? I did. Yeah, I did. I did manage to watch it. Just quick, um, just quick thoughts on it. Nothing major, but just your your reaction to it more than anything. I thought, I thought Josh. Listen, Josh was um, Josh did better than he did. Hundred percent. But um, there's a few factors. Usyk was a much better boxer. I don't think um, Joshua had uh, a long time with uh, Robert Garcia, mm. so that could have played a factor. There's a few things, but I think nine times out of ten. Usyk would beat Joshua. Yeah. You know, and that's just my opinion, you know. And so. uh, just literally in the news today, uh, they're getting apparently closer to a Tyson Fury Anthony Joshua fight. Who would you who would you fancy in that? Like it's a fucking soap opera and all that shit right now, but yeah. it's some scrap if they do it, if they do it and Yeah, well, that'd be it's a, good a great scrap. fight. It's a great fight. And um, you know, people would would understandably write Joshua off because he's on a he's had two defeats. He hasn't looked really amazing since the Andy Ruiz fight, which I think has kind of made him a bit gun shy. But, you know, I think in his last fight, he did show that he he, he, he had that that will to win. Yeah. Maybe not enough to beat Usyk, but I think because of the, ne the the nature of this fight and how big it is in Britain, he will go out all guns blazing. Yeah. I hope so anyway, to make the fight that it does, because, you know, on paper, everyone's writing him off completely. And, um, you know, I think I really genuinely do believe that if he does lose this fight to, to Fury, especially in Britain, it's almost like... It's tough. Yeah, he's, he's, everyone writes him off and it's a long way back, you know, yeah. so great fight. And uh, final one, we actually talked about this a little bit, um, the Ben versus Eubank Jr. Great fight. Up. What a scrap, okay, man. Scrap. What a scrap. I, 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 see, when I was growing up, I loved their dad, both their dads because yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigel had... Sweet tea. He, he, <laughs> Do like a sweet tea? That's what Hello. People take the piss. He was a hard fuck, he man. Was, My he, God. I, I, prefer, I preferred him... It's weird because I preferred his finesse, and he was just he's he's kind of um, 
He was quite suave. Yes, yeah, suave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like the, the, you know, the way he used to dress and yeah. everything like that. And, I, <laughs> and both of them, you know, like Nigel was just a, a nasty bast- bastard. Yeah, so fuck be, yeah, know? he was. So, um, so both of them and then having their sons almost emulate their style. I mean, Chris Eubank Jr., I seen him the other day and he was eating a, a burger. Yeah, I saw know, that. I saw like 60%. He's getting in his head and obviously Nigel was exactly the same as when he was younger. You know, he'd, he'd bite to Chris's um, arrogance and like I think Connor's kind of trying not to but he can't bite to it so it's, it's, a, it's a great fight we'll never probably never see this again yeah you know? yeah great fight I um I hope everything goes well with the weight and all that stuff and nothing happens with that and they get to actually do it but uh yeah Eubank Jr is a nasty fucker man My I God. think I think he'll win he's a horrible yeah, fuck. I, like, think he, I, think I saw win. him throwing um check hooks on Instagram today just doing check hooks and I was like my god oh, nice. they're yeah. fucking nippy <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, uh, yeah. man what scrap unbelievable Very and they're both going to make good money so yeah um, so for yourself now you grew up in Coventry yeah correct what, what was uh, what was life in Coventry growing up like well in the 90s I think I mean I was late born um, late 80s 87 so Coventry City won the, the FA Cup for the first and probably the last time in my lifetime. Stand I up. Hope. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I'm a, I'm a Coventry City fan and um, uh, that was the year they won the, the FA Cup. And, um, you know, my my memories really are growing up in the 90s, which Coventry then was, uh, you know, it was like any any place in, I think it was a good time, you know, growing up, you, you're, playing, you're playing out and, playing football and simpler times just simple times you know we didn't have much technology I think we had like the Nintendo or the Sega Mega Drive or whatever it was maybe a one lad in your mate your group would have it and you get to go over to his car yeah but exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. you go and knock on his door and then yeah. it wouldn't be like you know phone and ride your just, bikes over ride yeah, the yeah, bikes yeah. over and stuff like that playing in the parks and stuff so it was a good time and um, you know just a simple childhood humble beginnings didn't really there was, there was you know I've got um, nine, what eight siblings? There's nine of us. I've got um, six sisters, two brothers. Um, we talked about your brother a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get him yeah. on here one day. Yeah, we'll get him on here chat. one day. So, uh, so yeah. So we've got. I've got a big family. One, one of nine, and um, yeah, like I say, hum- humble, humble um, beginnings really. But what we didn't have materials, you know, like a lot of kids these days, we had like, you know, we were instilled with good morals and, and things by my mum, who pretty much raised us up on her own. So, um, so yeah, you know, we, we, we were given instilled discipline and respect and all that sort of stuff. And um, you can see it in you, even yeah. when I met for the first time, like moral wise, very like, look mate, you, we do our work, I'll get you, I'll get you paid, all that shit, no fucking around. Yeah. Like, you can see it in you. It's just, just straight And uh, discipline wise, obviously you fucking see that every day. So like, that, that was why it was interesting. Um, your, your intro to boxing, I want to get in. I know we have obviously a long, there's a, there's a long story, yeah. but your intro to boxing is very interesting. And then I want to talk a little bit about the difference between the amateurs and the pros. Yeah, for sure. Um, so your first intro to boxing, was that the red corner gym? Is that the first, the first place you trained or did you train somewhere before that? Right. So um, I loved football when I was growing up. Um, that was, like I said, you know, nowadays there's, not, there's, there's so many things you can do as a, as a kid. And when we were younger, it was either play out in the street, play right attack ginger or cause havoc or whatever. But, you know, playing football was was um, was what I loved to do. And um, up until like the age of like 13, um, I was playing it pretty much every day. You know, a couple of Sunday league teams and whatnot. But then I, I developed a, like this, um, it's called Oscar Slatters on your knee. So one day all of a sudden I was kicking the ball straight and then it just go woof and I'm like what's going on here but it was like a shooting pain so I had a gross yeah, yeah, yeah. so um so with that long story short I had knee surgery and I, I was advised not to really play football again so um at the age of like 15 there was you know I wasn't really academic I weren't really interested in school I just wanted to either be a footballer or or you know or, start, start working like, yeah start working yeah. and then the money do a trade or whatever but in my circumstance, um, we went on a, I was one of the fortunate kids that um, was able to go on an army trip. Like you have a week taste in the army. So it was like a work experience thing at the age of 15. And I loved it and I thought, oh, I could do this, you know. So then I re- did my research 
And then uh, I wanted to be in the Royal Marines. I thought, ah, they look, they look bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were you always fit? Because like, yeah, people will try and get across the camera now. Big, big glass of milk like this. You like? So, do you, do you? Were you like when you grew up? Like when you were growing up, were you always like physically big, or have you, did you kind of grow into yourself? Good question. No, I was a skinny little rake. Fuck was, off. Yeah, were yeah, you yeah, really? Yeah, I swear to God, I was. I was so. I was. I was always playing. I'll give football. you all hope, lads. Yeah. This chap, <laughs> chap's fucking swell. I man, was like. literally. I swear to God, I was like a skinny little rake. I was always playing football, and um, again, you know, my, my path from. Um, from from school, even in school, I was tiny playing football. So you had these kids that were, you know, hitting puberty earlier than me, and they were like, like, hench as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, so that's surprising. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Every everything I'm looking at you, I'll be like, this chap has been fucking full since he was about eleven. So. <laughs> no, it's not the case at all. So, yeah. so I mean, I was always um, like, I say, fit playing football and um, and whatever else. But then how I started boxing was because of the Oscar Slatters and I had the knee surgery. I was interested in uh, into going into Royal Marines, but then my friends, um, my, my, well, my best friend in particular, he was always boxing. He he just loved scrapping, and um, I went to the boxing gym where he was, which was called the uh, the Triumph, and um, went there a couple of times. But I just wasn't. It wasn't like I didn't enjoy boxing. It was just because of all my other commitments, like school and and I'm, like I said, my mum couldn't take me there in, in in a car or anything like that and it was just like getting the bus from it was just headache so long story short i didn't i didn't go in um so after that kind of like you know went back to um training for the war marines left school um went in there and how i how i started boxing like how um but with the amateurs and stuff like that um glenn smith who is my my um my trainer and who's gonna be a part of the corner for this fight. Um he was at a gym that I was training at when I was like fourteen. And um before I had my knee surgery, he I told him about what I'd wanted wanted to do and he was in the Royal Air Force but he was training all the lads boxing because he was a great boxer himself. He didn't turn pro but he was a good amateur. And um he he took a shine to me because he thought this this kid is only like fourteen, but he's coming in the gym on his own. You know, he sees all these big juices. That's all they're looking for is like someone who wants to learn. Do you know, yeah, what I mean? someone who wants to learn yeah, at yeah. the start. You know, but he because I didn't have that much money at the time, I wanted to do like some of his boxing classes, but you know, I didn't have the money. So, uh, but he took a shine to me and he gave me some advice about training, and he always stuck in my head. I had a good little rapport with him. So I've ended up going off to the Royal Marines and I got injured on an, on an exercise, hence why I left. This was at the age of 17. So I had a bit of time out. I went to, um, it was a good time really because it was just after the year of 2004. Then there was a, I think it was like June. So there was a, a, a two month gap or three month gap between June, July, August, September um, before I could go to college. So my sister, um, when I came out of the Royal Marines, um, managed to get me on a college course. It was like a BTEC national diploma and I told her I wanted to be a PT as well because my dream was to be a PT on the Royal Marines but they advised me, listen, just go away, train again but I just knew that as soon as I'd left, my life could be like, okay, I'll do my college courses then I might go back at 21, whatever. Um, so I've done um, done the uh, the college courses but then when I turned 18 and my, uh, my um, knee had I've done my rehabilitation on my knee. I found that Glenn Smith, uh, the guy who was, you know, mental, not mental, but was down the gym where I used to train for the train up for the Royal Marines. He owned his own boxing gym now. This is like 2005 now. So then I went down there, started training, and uh, told him what had happened. And he was like, you know, I want to get into boxing. And when I started, I had like two left feet. I was terrible, you know, like yeah. So it's like um, it was uh. It, Put it this way, I was one of them kids that was not naturally talented one bit. And were you a fan of boxing? Like, did you watch the sport at all when you when you first went in there? Like, did you have any, like, I know, like, like you've watched the sport a little bit when you first started, or were you going in with, like, no knowledge of boxing at all when you joined? Well, uh, bearing in mind, I'd, I'd done a little bit when I was, like, 14 or 15, when I went to the, the, the standard triumph, but I actually loved boxing, watching yeah. boxing growing okay. up. Okay, who were you watching? 
Um, so uh, the likes of like Nazim yeah Prince like, uh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, like yeah, my yeah, favourite yeah. British boxer like I love Nazim people forget about him like sometimes because of like Tyson Fury and stuff they're like all the antics but he, is, he was one of the first oh, to do he, unbelievable yeah yeah unbelievable yeah. but then obviously you had um, Nigel Benn you had um, this is British boxers by the way uh, and um, Eubank but then I love Mike Tyson Mike Tyson obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously he was the man um, it's a good era you were watching that's great it. era yeah, yeah, yeah. very good era um, and then you had um, Morales and uh, Barrera, them two, um, them two fighters. Um, so they were kind of, but I wasn't really mad into it. I'd watch big fights if they were on, um, but I'd be watching much of the day every week. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah, yeah. So like that football um, was still still a big part up until I left the Royal Marines and then I started boxing. So AJ eighteen, I go to the red corner and then um, start boxing there. I'm doing my PT courses, my college courses, and um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I started building a PT business once I passed my qualification. Before we had YouTube and before we had all the social media, it was all word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've kind of grown with the times, and I've I've been fortunate enough to to kind of um, build a business. And when there wasn't any of this technology around as much, and um, you know, learn on learn on the job, and and you know, and I was able to do both boxing and uh, and um, the PT side of things. So it was a good life, and yeah, it was, it was good. So what 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 was the moment where you were like, yeah, I wanna, I'm gonna compete, and I wanna like start, I wanna start boxing amateur, and then eventually going to pros. Like, where was that? Was was the plan always when you first started training to be like, I'm gonna fight a few lads and get the like, just have the experience, and then we'll see what happens, or yeah. was it? you had a few sessions and you were like, fuck, I'm all right at this. And you were like, my, let's have a few amateur scraps. And then you were like, fuck, I could probably have a go at this. I'm just trying to figure out what was the moment where you were like, fuck, there's a little something here for me that's more than just, you know, a boxing enthusiast. I can make a living out of this. Yeah, well, the thing is with boxing is um, it's very addictive. Yeah. So, you know, there's, I went to the, the gym and I was sparring guys that were like, bearing in mind I was 18. So I was buying guys in their late twenties or early thirties, men, yeah, men, yeah. and I was getting levered. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I was getting head punched stuff. But for some reason, it was kind of like um, the challenge of going back and going. You know what? Nah, I'm not having that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And earning that respect, and, and that respect yeah. almost. So it's almost like, you know, I think, um, and the, the gym itself, Red Corner, had that sense of belonging. So I felt welcome there. I felt like. You know, you're a part of something. You're part of something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. almost like a little cult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, except they all scrap each other. Like yeah, we yeah, just yeah, scrap yeah, you yeah. like fight club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, so it was kind of like, and I love the discipline side of things. Like I look, when I when I come out of the Royal Marines, I, I actually love the um, the discipline that yeah. it gave you and the the routine, uh, the training side of things. Because what had happened was when I was in the Royal Marines when I was doing it down in Limpston for the training, I was very skinny, like I say, but I was fit, but I wasn't strong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, you know, going to a boxing gym and that challenge of bettering yourself all the time was when I come to the age of 20, so two years of like training and with Glenn and whatnot. And then I went to an amateur gym and my first amateur gym and then uh, I looked to compete. So it was like, after two years, I thought, you know, I actually could, I could do something with this. Mm. You know? um, just quickly, it's not like a huge part of your story, but I think it's important when you kind of described it to me, I was actually a little bit surprised at the, the emphasis on amateur boxing and like the point scoring style and then the difference in pros and like, you know, the, the, there's an adjustment there that can be made. But when you're in amateurs, like the, the goal is to, out, is to outpoint your opponent and you're, you're, you're almost wearing, you're wearing head guard and stuff like that. So yeah. there's KOs are much less likely. So is was that your start to start at the start to like throw and throwing bunches, volume punching that kind of stuff? Yeah, for sure. What well, the the thing that was was a bit a bit confusing was that I'd be training with Glenn and Glenn was teaching them more of a pro style. So when I'd go to because I'd, I'd I'd go to an am, an amateur gym, their style was like on your toes, in and out to suit the the amateur style back then, yeah. which was computer scoring. Mm. So you know, the system was back then, you'd have to hit cleanly to the head 
maybe the body shots didn't really get scored. So you you were really kind of like just basic. That, 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 it's just like a, you know. Which is insane. Like when yeah. you think about it and you look back, you, when you want to adjust the pros, they're like, all right, start ripping the body. You're like, I've never, I've yeah. never done body work before. I've never re- emphasized it. But you can't just headhunt in pro boxing. Do you know what I mean? You have to be able to work both. Yeah. So it's no. it was just when you made that adjustment, I was like, it's, it's, it's very interesting to learn this whole style your whole way. And then when you move to the pros, like, okay, now we're going to start working on trying to knock these guys out you know yeah it's so different and i think that's why a lot of uh, amateurs that 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 stayed amateur too long back then struggled to make good pros um but yeah the style was so different i mean you know i was was a bit naughty really but in the sense that i'd be training with glenn i'd go to the amateur gym and the amateur coaches would be telling me you know what's what i want to do and and you know trying to coach me but they're coaching style was very just basic one two four straight punches da, 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 da. and uh, you know i'll be getting all of the, the the proper fundamentals you know of slipping rolling you know um front body shots putting my punches together um it my inside work all these things that i was getting taught at the red corner but weren't really applied as an amateur boxer because my, my, my amateur coaches wanted me to just box long on my toes in and out and it got me to a good stage, but then before I went traveling, um, which obviously you, you know the story about that, having a bit of a layoff, when I come back to boxing, it was like free freeze, um, pro style and- Killing each other. Yeah, right? just killing, killing yeah. each other, which would have suited me if I didn't have the layoff before the layoff. But when I come back to it, it was like, whoa, this is, you know, I had to really adapt because I was so used to thinking right in my head, you know, in and out on your feet, da 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 da. But then, you know, this chap's just chasing you. Yeah, down. just chasing yeah, me, that yeah. walking me down. I'm thinking, wow, okay. So I needed to change my style. So, um, the first uh, first entry into boxing was that amateur style, but it was so so different to the pros that I think they've actually made it better by by um, making it free. They've unified the both. Yeah, yeah. For um, sure. You kind of brought it up there. Uh, your your trip i think it's i think it's in it's fucking obviously some story but the uh i think it's important part of your story to just for people to understand like what's gone on and even your journey without obviously vegas which we'll get into now would be fucking remarkable but the fact with obviously what we'll go into now the fact that to get to where you are and even get back to fighting at any level is fucking remarkable let alone yeah 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 do you know um, so yeah, why don't, you, why don't you let us know what uh, what happened in Vegas and like when you were traveling in America? Because obviously we kind of shared a story. We both have traveled Vegas, yeah, um, and done America together, and obviously yeah. had slightly different experiences, which will you'll tell us now. <laughs> but yeah, fucking take it away. Okay, okay. So right, so w- w- I'll take you back to 2010, and it was the under twenties uh, novice um, championships in England. So we call it the ABA's under 20, 20 bout novices. And I uh, got to the national final, but the, the final got pushed back at the end of the year. So it rolled into January um, 2011, which was just before my 24th birthday. And um, I ended up losing to Chevin Clark, who's who was the Olympian in the 2020 Tough fuck. Olympics. Yeah, who, who's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's, making his wave in the pros. Mm. So I lost to him in the final. But I actually damaged my hand in the, the quarter final, but I carried on through the semi-final, won on that. And it's funny, but you could see my hand now. Finger me, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I broke it like three places. And I just, I told my coach, I said, listen, I can't spar. But I said, oh, I'm ill. But I just thought, listen, I just yeah, want to yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I just risked it. So I, 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 I beat a really tough kid from uh, Burtley, Newcastle, um, in the semi-final and then in the final I fought Chevron and I'll be honest with you no hand I was just like but but to be fair the computer scoreman I think I won the first round but I just knew I thought this it's like even in the changing I was thinking this geezer is a monster like he's gonna I'm, I'm like literally <laughs> gonna be trying to just just, just 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 hold please hold out but listen regardless of whether I would have had two not even two hands but Who's a great fighter, and who knows who knows how I would have played out. But he's a great fighter, and uh, you know to say, listen, I lost to him in the final. It's like okay, no one likes to be a loser, but you know, look what he's gone on to achieve, indeed, and, and whatnot. So, so after that, 
Had to have time out. Hand was in, in a good position. I thought, what am I going to do? I wanted to turn pro at 24. It was my 24th birthday. And I thought, you know what? Um, I want to go traveling at some stage. But prior to that, um, I went down to London for a little bit for, for work. Just experienced life, you know, life down in London. And then it was December 2011. I went traveling. Planned, saved some money. Went traveling. Went to, started off in um, Thailand, um, then the Philippines, uh, then Australia, then Argentina, Brazil, and then uh, Ali and Vegas. Some people's like whole life of traveling you did and like that somewhere. It's oh, it was crazy, amazing. Man. It's but unreal, I, man. But I, pl- I planned it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was budgeting, you know, um, a little bit, but um, at the same time, I just thought, I want to get out of my system before I turn pro because my hand was in a good position anyway. And I was still able, I was still, I was keeping myself fit by doing Muay Thai because obviously wasn't it, I wasn't using my hands as much. I was using my elbows yeah. and knees and, and whatnot. And dangerous old yeah. proposition. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. And, and then uh, I was partying as well. So it was like a mixture of both. Got out of my system. But then two days, I was in Las Vegas and the, 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 the most annoying thing for me was I was two days away from flying home. Uh, my friend and I were um, on the Vegas Strip and we went to the Wynn Nightclub Hotel. It was when Cotto fought Mayweather. Yeah, you were saying right? this to me. It would have been packed. Uh, it would have been packed, yeah. right? So the Strip was kicking. And, uh, and um, dare I say, but we were meant to meet these Canadian girls the next day for, uh, for um, <laughs> it was like a pool party. So me and my friend... We were like, you know what? Should we just literally just go straight through? We went to, um, and we were on the, the, we thought, you know what? We'll either go back to the hotel, stay up and go to the, the casino. Uh, or we will, um, you know, we'll go to a strip club. So we, um, there was a taxi waiting outside to win. And they, the taxi driver said, listen, guys, we, you know, got, we got $200 in. And you can get into like this strip club, all dances, all drinks. We were thinking like 24-year-old kids. I've met these guys. (laughs) (laughs) 24-year-old lads. We were like, yeah, okay. So anyway, we've landed at this strip club and uh, my friend had already, uh, no, I think I'd already paid for um, for the entrance to the taxi driver. So... When my friend's gone to pay again to the doorman, the doorman's took the money or, um, or like off him, like, and um, then he said to, it's, then we've we've looked in there. There's like hardly any girls in there. There's no one in there. We thought three blokes, yeah, in three there. three blokes, yeah. like just literally just, you know, um, just it was empty. So yeah. I was like, okay, we we we, we what we're we gonna do? So my one of of seen that my friends already paid I said what are you doing I said I've already I've already paid he's gone what I said well we'll, we'll just leave we'll just go we'll, there's no, no one in there we'll get our money back so the the, the, the dorm was like no I'm like what do you mean like, brave guy <laughs> like no but he was like this big you know big uh, big dude big uh, big back dude and there was like a few of them so like um, next thing you know we kind of like arguing and then one of the doormen just starts like attacking my friend. So I'm like, wow. So then obviously an altercation broke out and I've hit one of the doormen. And as he's foul, he's actually grabbed onto my ankles in the yeah. foyer. So then like there's loads of, it all obviously happened really fast. And then as I've like literally can't move from my ankles, he's literally holding on for dear life to my ankles. I've just seen underneath the sofa, someone pull a knife out. Mm. Like it was like a big massive like blade. It was shiny and bearing in mind it was quite dark in the foyer. I've just seen this big shiny um blade. So then um um I was like fuck, you know what I mean? So then next thing you know, the pain, the fur of the first um um stabbing was like horrific because it pulled my intestines out. Oh my god. Then um the second one went from my from my from my chest, and then um, the third one was at the top of the head. Now you can't really see because my hair's quite long, but when I get it cut, you can always see a scar. And I've managed to. Like, I was screaming. My friend was screaming, screaming. Like, get the fuck away from me! And blah blah blah. So as I've staggered out the door, um, I must have must have just collapsed on the floor, and then my my friend had put said he put his his my, 
um, my intestines put them back together back, like. back, yeah almost like trying to put them back into the side of my body put his form on my chest because obviously there's blood just like hemorrhaging like my chest what a but, fucking mate like yeah oh he's a legend and then uh, <laughs> sorry we just had to reset the cameras there um, I said Joe take it away you were um, your mate fucking you've, your mate's on set currently oh. p- trying to put you back together yeah yeah just trying to look at it yeah like a um, little uh little doll that's just been just been ragged apart so and woody from toy story <laughs> like, it's, 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 it, i laugh like fuck oh, no, I, I, I laugh because i don't know what else to do nah, like, it, was, it was it was crazy so Mad. and the thing is as well that the, the police weren't allowed to uh, no the ambulance weren't allowed to be on site um because the the police had to be called first in case of obviously any dangerous weapons so my friend was my friend was just uh waiting there and the ambulance didn't come about 20 to 25 minutes because oh obviously God. the police had to come first now what had happened was he was trying to ask someone to call an ambulance and he wouldn't mm. so what he'd done is he phoned someone back home uh a friend of ours uh, a mutual friend a girl called sophie and uh she was she was kind enough to to help out and ring up and whatever so she managed to sort it the, the the police come then the ambulance come and i managed to i lost consciousness at this point so obviously once the ambulance took take uh, took me into hospital um the first memory i can remember i was waking up on on like you know out of intensive care and the pain was f- like when i say excruciating it was like oh man obviously that to open me up and check check this and that my organs were just all over the place and I remember just being like off my off my box, high as a kite in morphine. Yeah, I'm not fucking surprised. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was like, um, yeah, it was it was horrible. And I was there for ten days. Uh, they wanted to keep me longer, but then, um, it, it was a it was a it was a weird one because I was insured. Obviously, when I went travelling, I got the best insurance there was. But what they they said they weren't going to pay out because. Um, they said, oh, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd had a drink. But the actual medical report didn't say I had a drink. So I had to cover $77,000 to get sent home. And I was like, oh, I can't, well, there's no chance I'm going to pay it. It's like, like huh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just get, I'll just get. I'll get that to you. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you that. Yeah. That's coming in real hot, mate. <laughs> coming in real hot. Don't you, don't you worry. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, man. Um, so I can't. I was like, "Shit, what am I gonna do?" Seventy-seven. I've just been stabbed. I've been given a seventy-seven thousand bill. If not, if I don't pay it, then obviously I'm not leaving. For being assaulted, like yeah. For, you know, I thought, "How does this work?" So it was crazy. So, and I remember being on the, the first time I got moved from intensive care to the ward. I remember putting. They said, "Listen, here's a remote. Put on the TV channel. Every TV station." in Vegas or they had ABC, CNN um, or whatever news channel was like helicopters flying around hospital like and it was just a 19 year old man has been in critical condition (laughs) stabbed in Las Vegas on the strip (laughs) going to going to a strip bar you know what I mean it was like it was just a mad one so um, so I'd, woke, I'd woken up I'd seen seen like all of this happen I was thinking this is like something out of a movie I'm thinking I'm living I'm living in a movie 100% so yeah weird. and I remember as well when I was lying there going into consciousness I was thinking oh, I ain't gonna wake up I'm I'm, fuck, I'm dead yeah like, like I'm Jesus weird I've seen loads of just mad stuff I was thinking about my mom I was thinking about like what she like her as mad as it sounds in that short space of time you, you think see about it like, so, so much so yeah, much yeah, yeah. stuff yeah um, and then um yeah, waking going onto the ward, it was just like it was a horrible, horrible, horrible. I said to my friend, my best mate, I said, "Listen, don't tell my mum." It was like, "Shit, bro, it's, it's all over the news." Yeah, tell you, what are you talking about? Mate? <laughs> You're on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> it's, on, it's on all the news channels. It made the sun or everything back home, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I just thought because I wanted to just tell, I want to get home. But then, listen, something small happened. It was all fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Nearly died in Vegas. How do we get around this one? California so, was beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Nigga started in Vegas somehow. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of them ones. I'm a little. But um, uh, what happened after the the um, after being on the ward? It was it was crazy. It was horrible because the police were coming to visit me, and they were like, you know, what happened? I was like, look, I don't, I don't know. And I said, I just told them, that, that, do you recognise these people? We we're trying to trying to catch the person who did it, and 
um, I was like, you know, well, like, no, we don't, we don't actually know. And they're like, you know, wow, da, da, da. And they actually made up a story about me saying, oh, you know, this, this English dude was going to look for, you know, uh, for, for uh, hookers and this and that. Dirty and this fox, and I know, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I said, if I, if I was, I'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> also, in Vegas, not the weirdest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? But like, that's mad, like. The, thing, the story is, we generally went to meet these uh, Canadian girls at the Hard Rock Hotel the, next, the following day. Because um, there was a guy from Jersey Shore who was playing. Uh, Pauly. Yeah, Pauly, Pauly, yeah, 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 Pauly. So I remember beat we were, up, yeah, 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 yeah. So we were, we were gonna chain, go see yeah. him, and then we were gonna fly home like uh, a day after that. Um, so obviously it is what it is. So in a hospital, I managed to um, uh, call the British Embassy, and you know, after telling all my family this and other, a lot of people helped and um, managed to get me to fly, f- f- get get the 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 bill. I don't know who paid the bill. Um, Thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> See, like, same as ours. Seven thousand dollars. Cheers, mate. And then uh, I literally flew flew back on um, uh, after ten days on a flight back to to to. I think it was Gatwick. Dude, that flight, mate. That flight. Right, I'll tell you this now. Yeah, imagine all that air pressure, and I've just been sewn up. Obviously, you see the scar there. It's yeah, just fucking I was just stitches. Rips right? open. Stitches yeah. Right for, I'm gonna explode. I'm gonna go bang. And that, that, I took the risk because I thought there's no way. I'd have, I'd have a lot of security in the hospital because it was all Russian mafia that owned the the facility. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And I was thinking they're gonna iron me out. They, 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 you know what I mean? I thought they're, they're gonna. It's no the problem. Job. I'm officer yeah. of police. I need to, <laughs> I need to speak. The Joe Sheriff. <laughs> yeah, fucking I've got no chance of that. I'm out. Like so that. so that was that. And then um, yeah, managed to. Managed to get back, and then obviously for about six months, it was like, well, I'd say my mum bless her. She, I'm, I moved back home, and then um, I was, she, my my original bedroom was in the attic room, but she she changed, she moved up there for me, and she obviously let me stay in her room, and I was just there the whole time for about at least six weeks. I didn't move like at the Fuck thing. Me. Yeah, you what know, a beast, your man. Yeah, she, oh, she's a, she's a, she's a soldier. She's 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 wicked. And then, um, yeah, just got my recovery going. And then... Um, so now now people can... Now that the fact that you're fighting in fucking two weeks, you can be like, now you know understand how yeah, fucking crazy that crazy. shit is, man. It's, it's, it, it's a fucking... Do you know what I mean? It's from, obviously unbelievable you're still here. Like, And then the fact that you get to... You've worked yourself back to a place you can fight again. It's fucking... It's, it's, credit it's to yourself, mate. More Nathan. No, nah, I appreciate that. What, but, what, you know, he's, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this, and this is for the viewers. In sometimes when the chips are down, I feel like, uh, for me personally anyway, I feel like that's when I'm at my best yeah. because you've got no you've got no choice. You know, you people, you, you could, what's that? That pity party, pity party. Yeah. You know where you know, but you, when you when shit happens like that, you think, fuck, I've got no choice. You know what I mean? I've got to come back from this. So it made me, it gave me so much fuel, and actually come back to boxing. Um, in 2013 and that's when I had my first amateur fight back and it was all free freeze it all changed but I think I come back too soon because my plan was just just have a couple of fights then turn professional because I've been training with Paul and Glenn from the red corner and whatnot and um, I didn't go back to my original gym for the triumph because there are too many kids there and I felt bad on Dinesh who, who was my coach that helped me get to the, the national final um, in 2011 but I just thought you know what I don't want to waste his time because I knew I wanted to turn professional and I didn't want yeah. to go do you know what I mean that yeah yeah, yeah 100% um, so I trained um, at the Red Corner who who now had an amateur gym at the time had a couple of fights won a couple lost a couple and um, and then I wanted to turn pro and I think it was like June 2013 I remember training the gym with my best mate and this was like after I was in the red corner I had the key Glenn gave me the keys and I was training like an animal I was like yeah 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 watch I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna achieve my dream I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and then um I remember going home and my sister who I was living with at that time she was out she was away the weekend and I remember thinking fuck this something's not up like like I felt like Dizzy, I felt horrendous, right? So I'm thinking, shit, my stats get stomach cramps really bad. But prior to that, I was getting stomach cramps anyway because I, I kept going to the doctors and they're like, no, you're okay, you're okay. But what happened was in Vegas, they just they just kept me alive. 
But what they didn't do is they failed to to um, sew me up to hundred percent correctly. Yeah, correctly. Yeah. So that when I was eating certain things, I'd get like digestive problems, and I was like, you know, okay, I'll say on the channel, I was like shit and blood. Yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. It was horrible. So, um, uh, so I've had this training session. I've gone home. And I'm thinking, fuck, I feel weird. Are you, are you taking shots to the body or anything like that in training and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're was, a yeah. mental cunt. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> Come on, <laughs> go home. Do you know what it is though? So I'm gonna be honest. Like it was either that or I'm thinking he got mad. I, I, I go insane. Yeah. I'm thinking, imagine this, right? Imagine someone's done that to you. You, you can't. You know, I was trying to claim for compensation, but I, I knew I wasn't gonna get it because yeah. I'd have to claim from him. And I thought, you ain't got a pot to piss in. I thought, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not even gonna bother. So I thought, right, just get back in your boxing. As long as you can achieve your dream or even attempt, you'll be sane. Do you understand? So if yeah. I didn't, I'd, I would have just went off the fucking rails. Excuse my language. But yeah, so that was that. Went to, um, went, so yeah, went home, um, didn't feel right. And then I went to the toilet and I'm vomiting blood, like clots of blood. Mm. It was like, what the fuck is going on? Feeling dizzy. Yeah. I phoned an ambulance, put the door with the hatch, and I said, listen, I'm about, I'm, something's gone on. My stomach was in, like, I was in agony. Like, yeah. More so than, I wouldn't say more so than when I actually got stabbed. Because you're, you're probably the adrenaline when you got stabbed. Yeah, the but adrenaline like this when one, you're just in your jacks at home. Like, so exactly. Yeah, you're feeling every weird. inch of it. Feeling every single bit. Ambulance called, managed to get me, literally took me down the, the, block of, the block of stairs in the flats, took me to hospital, and I swear to God, that hour I was, I was lying there waiting f to be seen was the, was was horrific. I was thinking, fuck me. I thought, honestly, I thought, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in a I'm waiting room. Yeah. Like, yeah. But what had happened was, the um, my, my, my stomach, my intestines had leaked, oh. and it was just poisons all going around the my body. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, just all, all the shit. The intestines get rid of. Yeah. It's just, oh, fuck me. Poison me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I was in the hospital for 10 days, tubes coming down my nose, waiting for an operation. And they said to me, they were like, listen, you know, there's, there's, there's two, two scenarios that's gonna happen. You know, one, you're gonna be, um, um, you're gonna be okay. Uh, two, you, you know, you might have to have one of them, what a costly for you. Yeah, costly bag, yeah. Yeah, for the yeah. rest of your life. And, you know, you might be in it, might be in a bad way. 20, what, 20, 26 years of age, and I was thinking, I was looking at all these people in the lot in the ward looking to die and I was just thinking what the fuck is my life about this is this is insane yeah I'm gonna go fucking nuts honestly if I like jumping out the window that's how like um like you'd probably you'd probably way. survive it no yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably just manage to go wings eat, eat it off the shoulder and get off <laughs> what do I have to do <laughs> you know what I mean it was crazy so um so lucky enough the operation went well and then I remember Glenn coming to the hospital, you know, and this is why Glenn's, Glenn's a G man, like Glenn's, Glenn's like, he's like, like my dad, he's a proper, proper, proper dude. You've talked about Glenn a lot. Yeah, he's, 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 this, like, he's, he's just, he's the most correct old school, he's old school, but he's just the correct, wicked moles, just a good person. And, um, you know, he's helped me from, from, you know, a kid that just wanted to go to Wolverines, didn't do that, went to boxing, took me from the amateurs to the pros. He's always been like there for me kind of thing. And I remember him saying to me, when I was just before the operation, don't don't even think about boxing. You know, you can get your life on track. You know, don't worry, we'll do this, we'll get around it. And uh, when the operation went well, I said to myself, you know what? For him, I want to win him a title. I want to win him a, like in, okay. in the gym. I swear, it gave me that much fuel. I was thinking, right, come on. It's, if I once I get myself out of this this little situation, now my stomach's better. I'll have a few more amateurs and then I'll turn pro. Fast forward 2014. And had a couple more amateur fights. Um, won, a, won, a, won a couple, lost a couple. And um, on a four, I remember going in the ABAs and uh, had to had to lose like, I think it was like 86 kilo on a week and I had to lose like three, no, I had to make 81 because they, 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 they removed the um, the 86 kilogram category. So it was only 81 or 91. So I thought- it's Fucking massive difference. Massive difference, like, yeah. Different cut, cut off an arm. Crazy, like, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. So I thought, you know what, I'll try and make 81, which is what I was used to. Killed myself to make the weight, no excuses. I thought I'd win the fight. Even my old damage coach, Dinesh, thought I'd win the fight. But I just thought, you know what, let's just start fresh. You know what I mean? I thought I'm, I'm, I'm winning, I'm losing. But prior to that, I was winning way more than, than I was losing. So I thought, start fresh. Knuckled down, did a, did a, you know, 
learn my craft in the pros, even though I was training with Glenn and um, Glenn prior to that, you know, when I first started boxing. So we already had that kind of style. But then obviously when I was fighting amateur, I contradicted it a little bit and had to adapt. But then when I turned, when I wanted to have my first pro fight, I just adapted quick. It's quick like the time. shackles came off. Yeah, shackles bit, like, came off. And I was just like, right, this is fucking beast like, Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Literally, you know, so I was, um, I was, um, I was trained hard and I was, I was so determined because I just thought, knowing that that could have been taken away from me mm. was like, now that I'd been sewn up, I was thinking, God is giving me a second chance at this shit. So I'm unbreakable. Nah, yeah, like, this is like, yeah. my mind, my mind felt like bulletproof. I was thinking, right, let's go. So that's what you see me training. Like I train, like I tr honestly, yeah, I, I you know. You train like an animal, yeah. I, I, I've, it's almost like I've got this, switch in my head that can that can go down into the 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 lowest point and dog it out if i need to do you know what i mean i'm gonna ask you a weird question now in a weird way now that you're back fighting and you have that mentality now and you probably wouldn't have had it if that hadn't happened yeah is that like a weird part of you that's like fuck it's it was horrible but it's like part of my story and now i'm this fucking on the other side of that i'm an animal like yeah is there any yeah. part of you that's like yeah not glad that happened but like, you can recognize yeah how no become, for sure yeah. i'll get what i'll get get what you're saying and get the question i think it it does because i think like it's i, I don't overanalyze it i just think it's part of my journey and i think god always always has a plan for you and whether you know what happens with my the rest of my boxing career whether it you know i fulfill my potential or i come up short whatever whatever happens it's almost like what i will say is that that situation has gave me so much fuel and changed my mentality for the better because it's almost like, you know, this sounds a bit cringy, but I see myself like a lot a super a superhero. Yeah, man. And I don't want to sound egotist no, egotistical but the fact, saying that. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like, no, I'm I'm unbreakable. You can't like yeah. break my my my, my spirit. There's people with that mentality who've gone through much less. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So fuck yeah, you have that. Or mentality. people that've gone through much yeah, more. You but know? it's a, it's a common trait between so many fighters now at the highest level. Look at like Kamaru Usman. I say him all the time. He just lost his UFC fighter. He just lost his welterweight belt. But his mind, man, he comes in. He's like fucking steel. Yeah, and steel. there's nothing getting in there. But he's from Africa. He moved over to the states. His dad yeah. got locked up. He's like, I've been through fucking everything. Yeah, so this yeah, shit, yeah. you can talk shit about me while fighting. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, and um, I, I don't. Obviously, we could fucking chat. We could go through your whole story the whole way up, but I, I am conscious. I want to get into like your upcoming fights and stuff like that. But there was, um, obviously a big moment or one of the biggest uh, on your fighting so far is when you fought on the Eddie Hearn card against yeah, Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, how was that experience on like the matchroom card? That was that the your biggest showing today, the biggest event you'd fought. Yeah, on? that's the biggest test. And on forty four, I'd fought in a. Um, I was mostly fighting on small hall shows, but then I fought on um, a matchroom show when Sam Eggington headlined with Frankie Gavin in Birmingham. That was my first fight in, the, uh, uh, um, in front of Eddie Hearn. Knocked the guy out in, I think, the fourth round, so I was buzzing with that. And I thought, oh, yeah. I'm on a, I was on, this was when the first time with MTK as well. It was, my first, it was my second fight with MTK, so I was on a buzz. And the, the momentum behind me. Um, and then... Fast forward 2017, similar sort of time. I had a fight planned in the the the, the summer, and they got, both got cancelled. They got one got postponed in from the July, no June. Then they got postponed to the July, and I was making the uh, lot heavyweight limit, um, and um, my weight went back up because I thought right, the, the fight's been cancelled twice now. But then Matthew Macklin, my manager, uh, my co-manager with a guy called Will Stokes rang me and said, listen, six weeks notice. I said, we've got um, we've got um, Anthony Yard. So I said, yep, yeah, okay, how much is it? 12 grand. And then um, and then Matthew rang me back. He said, listen, Joe, I don't think it's a good fight for you, which I understand because obviously Yard is like front one's top boy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, knocking yeah. everyone out. Yeah, and I thought, I'd have to knock him out. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's, an hard, he's an hard night's work, work. And then he said about Jake Ball. He said, said on a matchroom show, Watsy's fighting on it and whoever else fighting on it so and Conor Ben was fighting on it so fuck off yeah yeah it was oh, wicked shit. it was a great show yeah shit. it was a really good show at York Hall which I love because it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. small small um, atmosphere a bit like it's like a you're dungeon. all on top of each other yeah, yeah all yeah. on top of I've each other you did loads of cards in your car all the yeah. time yeah yeah you know I had 200 car fans come down it was a wicked night and 
I think if it weren't for the weight, because I'd made the weight terrible, um, who knows how the outcome would have been because I remember on the morning of the weigh-in, I got dragged out of a, um, a jacuzzi because I, I literally was like two pounds over the, the limit. And them two pounds was, was like killed me. So, um, you know, and I remember going in the morning, running on the treadmill, nothing was coming out of me. I was bone dry. People so, need to understand like you're, you've, you've already drained, you've already loaded water. All that is gone. So yeah, that last, gone. it might as well be a hundred pounds. That last like two, one or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, you're playing, your mind's playing psychotic tricks on you. You're, yeah. you're, 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 you're dying. You're, you're you are, dying, you're, you're yeah. dying. Yeah. And my friend, so I've come out of the, um, the 40 degree jacuzzi for half an hour, however long it was. And then they dried me off. We drove down to London in my mate's camper van and I was lying down like, oh, like dead for about two hours, right? We got to They're a killer, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a killer, I'm killed. Just cut my foot yeah. off, man, whatever it is. <laughs> and we literally got, we got on the scales and they um, they didn't calibrate the scales, but I did a check weigh-in and I was 12 stone five. They've recalibrated the scales on TV and I had a, had a sip of water, which was stupid because my, my manager at the time said to me, he said, listen, that looks unprofessional. I've seen Jake Ball looking smug and uh, he's thinking, he's, he's two pounds under the weight, you know, like, I look like a little, like I was so screwed. You want to come in looking like you hit it bang on professional. Yeah, I got yeah, bang yeah, on professional, yeah. I had a drink of water. They've recalibrated the scales, I'm over. Yeah. I'm thinking, fuck. So there's me and Glenn. Glenn had his flip-flops on, running around London. And I'm Glenn, there's nothing coming out of me. I'm still bone dry and I'm going, Glenn, I need a piss. He's like, in. I go into like a little which like pub. doesn't happen when it you're don't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel my kidneys cooking yeah. so I was like like I said I went to a little pub uh, got, <laughs> had a pint yeah <laughs> had a pint <laughs> got more more water out of me um, by by obviously having a uh, going toilet and then uh, went back there made, made the weight and then I remember just sleeping the whole day I was like fucking you know, eating sleeping had a Nando's and like rested up had the fight and a fight um I trained so good conditionally and obviously had some good sparring that after the second round knockdown, the two knockdowns, I was just like, I was that determined, I thought, nah. And the bookies had him to fucking knock me out or whatever else and I was like, nah, yeah. this ain't happening. Don't fucking think so, nah, Don't be not on my watch. <laughs> so after every round, I think round after round after round after round, I think it was like I'd won most of the rounds apart from maybe the ninth and the 10th. And then it come back 97, 94, which was the round of three points, which yeah. I lost in the second round. Um, I'll put in some footage over that for the track because that fight yeah, was fucking... Yeah, you got yeah. fight, that was fight the night, wasn't it? Well, yeah, 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 it was yeah, in the papers. Yeah, fight the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, month got, the, month, yeah, yeah. The, the second round got to back one of the rounds of the, the year or something like that. I don't whopper that round. Is yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's a, a classic. And then so, Glenn, Glenn, when like... In the corner. Yeah, yeah. Get up, get the fuck up. So yeah, that was good. And then... Yeah, and then uh, after the fight, you know, my stock had kind of risen. And um, even though I lost, I felt like I'd kind of won because I put myself on the radar a little bit. Uh, I had a fight planned with uh, Ricky Summers, who just lost to Buglioni, and that was going to be for the Midlands Regional title. Both of us were coming off losses, but it was a great fight. Um, and I trained wicked for it. And the, the annoying thing was I, was, I was flying. I was just like, off the back of that, my confidence was high. Got tonsillitis 10 days out. I pulled out of the fight. Fight didn't go ahead. And then 2.18 come, two, two come around. Had a fight in the match. Uh, won that. And then I'd planned to have a uh, like a, uh, another fight in the uh, Intercontinental in the summer. But then um, what had happened after that? That was it. Yeah, my, my, my manager from MTK, he, he pulled out. He, you know, he said that he's not going to be managing me no more because... Um, Macklin's going on to the commentary full full time in Sky, and MTK had been taken over from uh, Central Vaughan. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So everything changed the logistics, and which can fuck up everything. Yeah, you know oh yeah, no, it fucked me up rocket, massively. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that just fucked me up because what happened then is um, the regional part of where I was from. There was wasn't really a manager who was putting on shows and stuff. So you get local shows that can just keep you busy, and then obviously. Um, you know that kind of messed everything up. So because you're you're looking to fucking like start to really start to make your ascent. Yeah, yeah. And just at that moment, you, like, you get your leg, your legs get taken out. For yeah, yeah. I did an intercontinental title, but then I had a, had a fight planned in the July twenty uh, two thousand eighteen when the World Cup was on. I was making weight and fucking, and I remember I got a phone call a week before saying he fights off. No, no, it was a 
think it was two days before I was raging. I was thinking, like, no, I, was, I was on a run. Yeah, I was on a run yeah. with a sweatsuit. I was thinking, fuck it now. So I'm like, I said, you know, to, to my manager at the time, I was like, I said, um, I said, you t- oh, I said, you're fucking joking. I said, listen, yeah, 100%. Like, get, get me someone else then. And he was like, oh, it's hard to get someone, blah, 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 blah. And then, um, so I didn't end up fighting. The show still went ahead on me headlining and they sold the show on that, which I was raging about, raging about. And Glenn, who was training me for like literally next to nothing and, and he was getting his 10%, which would have been nothing again uh, then. I said to him, I said, listen, Glenn, I'll treat you to Barcelona. I'm going to take you to Barcelona. So we went to Barcelona. Um, I didn't have no, apart from a few trips to Thailand, training, train, so I used to get like, sponsors um, by Unit 27. But this is like your first holiday in fucking... Yeah, yeah this yeah, is like my first yeah, proper yeah. holiday, you know? This is like, when I used to go to Thailand, I used to just train, train, train. So I've um, gone to uh, Barca. Me and Glenn had a good little weekend, like a, like a lad's weekend, you know, got him, uh, you know, uh, drunk a few times. And Glenn's not one to be like that. And then... Oh I phoned my, my mate up in Marbella and I said, listen, I'm gonna come, uh, I want to come out to see you. He said, yeah, cool, man. So I went out, went out there and I was like, and I, I, I remember meeting Tom Stalker, even though, because we had a mutual friend, I, I told him about my situation. He said, oh, look, come over, I trained in MCK Marbella. And, this uh, was a big boxing scene here or at the time. Yeah, MCK, at the time, it was, it was, it was here, good, yeah. you know? So I thought, oh, okay. And I remember training with a guy called Jorge Rubio who trained Luke Campbell. And I just started jalling with him and whatever else. And I'm like, oh, you know, I like this. I stayed for a couple of weeks. Luke Campbell, who's huge right now. Yeah, like, just yeah. He fought Lomachenko. Like, yeah, I fought Lomachenko. And then, um, and then I remember um, saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see, go to Miami, have a fight in Miami. And Stalker said, Tom Stalker said, oh, look, I'll be your manager if you want. So we arranged that. Went over to Miami. Fight fell through last minute. Went out for a month. I thought, fuck this, I'm going home. Went back to the UK. And I thought, you know what? There's not really much there for me now because obviously there were the fights. I said, you know what? I'm going to come to Marbella, see if I can, you know, get based here, fight out there. Had two fights. I'd won in Spain, but then one back in commentary on John Pegg's show. And then I had another fight planned in May uh, on John Pegg's show. This is 219 now. That, that didn't go ahead. And then we're looking at now, Glenn had his wedding 219. And then after that, the golden contract, I just missed out on that, a place on that, a lot heavyweight. But then I had an offer from um, uh, a cruiserweight in Canada for the WBC silver uh, title. It's a real fucking title. Yeah, it was like, a big title. Huge. Yeah, yeah. So I did a little promo for that. And then um, the guy got cut, they postponed it, and then the pandemic happened. So it was like, fuck. Jesus Christ, man. Do you know what I mean? And like one thing I'd say for, about you, which is incredibly, I'm not admirable, but like boxers in general, like yeah. it's so easy because people see the big fights now and like so rarely like on huge cards because there's so much money to pull out so much less yeah, yeah, on yeah. this lower level of boxing where like a lot of lads are like semi-pro they're doing work on the side and stuff like pull outs are so common but That's like it. when you're trying to get yourself into condition obviously say your managers and your coaches are all making money like you only make money when you're making money you know the yeah. job senses so you're under this pressure to like line up fights but also make sure they're the right ones for you and you're also conscious i need to keep winning in order to continue the ascent and then for something to get pulled after all that work it'd be very easy for you to lose be like fuck this man i oh, can't oh, but yeah you know and then after the pandemic you can be like you could you could be like look man pandemic's gone i've opened up my gym here i'm having huge success with that maybe you've just done with the boxing side of it but you're like nah still it's i guess it's just in it's in you and it's you're like you. and and you have Especially when you know you still want, you have you have like you stuff to give in the sport, and you're like, I can still do this. I I guess it's impossible for you to now not see it out and see and go all the way. That's exactly you just hit the nail on the head. You know, with the pandemic and and, and how um, how it. I mean, who would have thought if someone said to me this is going to happen in 2020 after the year I had in 2019? You know, moving to my bear and everything like that. I would have said you you're on you're on what you're smoking you know because <laughs> it was just crazy it was like being in a film but then um you know the boxing scene went went dead in spain especially mtk marbella had, had, had closed so i was like okay what we're gonna do so i thought you know i was doing a lot of pts in my garage and i was making good money i was thinking wow you know i was saving saving some 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 good money 
um, because you couldn't spend it. So all yeah, I was yeah, doing, yeah. I was, everyone wanted to train me. Over here, you couldn't even go outside no, and shit. So outside. the opportunity to go train, yeah. like, unbelievable. It was yeah. like an underground thing. So that, and, and what happened was I got this lad who was training. He was training five days a week. He lost about two stone. But you know what, what PT's like, like, all the gyms were closed, word of mouth. Yep. Like, Who's this kid you're training? So I kind of kept it hush hush, you know, yeah, I trained yeah, yeah. everyone in my garage and then uh, managed to save a bit of money. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to get my own gym. 12 rounds comes about in, you know, the year later, uh, 20, uh, late 2021. Found a derelict building and uh, just kind of just turned it from a shout into what it is now. I'll put some pics up of it, some footage of it. Yeah. It's a fucking it's, it's, paradise it's, for you, man. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's cool. It's perfect. And, um, you know, I can get, get the champs gone off the ground. But then there was something in me, um, Sam, that I just thought, you know what? I'll always live in regret if I don't see this out and just see where I can get 100%. to. 100%. After you know all I mean? the work, like, you're like, there's no yeah. way it's stopping here. And it's one of them things. And I'd always say this to anyone. You know, if you've got a dream, pursue it until you know you've gave everything. Because if you don't, you wake up every day with regret. And, you know, I was thinking, I was looking for all my, you know, you get on your, your um, Apple memories, you know, come up on my iPad or my iPhone, it'd be like, oh, you know, good sparring sessions or whatever. And I'd be like, fuck, man, you know, mm. this used, this is what I used to be. And I'm thinking, nah, I'll get back there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where we're at now. And, um, you know, this fight in two weeks will, will definitely determine whether I've still got it or not. And, and um you know, I just still love the boxing. And regardless what happens in my boxing career, I know I'll always stay in boxing. It'll always be in yeah. me, you know? And um, it's, a, it's a great place to be in. So how has how training been? It's been fantastic. Good. Yeah, it has been fantastic. It's just like, uh, everything's clicked together now. And um, Kerry and I, Kerry, who's, uh, who I actually first met over here in 219, when I first moved. Wizard on the path. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's shit art. And he's actually a very, very good coach. So yeah. it's like, um, we just gel. Um, said, he said I had a heavy right hand when we did our few classes together. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, he ran, uh, ran the shit out of me. And I was like, oh my God. He said do a few runs up the ramp. I did like- Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Shit, he, he, loves that, he loves that little yeah. ramp. But um, so yeah, so so you know we've had it, we've we've found a good. Uh, obviously, logistically, with with me being over here, it just makes sense. You know, my team from a red corner are going to be coming over for the fight. That's what we said. Doing the corner, so it's just going to be, you know, uh, a great setup, and um, we're going to pick up where I left off, I'm sure, and get back to winning ways. I've got a good opponent as well, winning record, and uh, you know, get through this, then we'll we'll you know have a couple more and then hopefully the phone starts ringing and we get some big big fights for opportunities and uh yeah if i could give you if, if if you could have the choice of the net of how your how it goes now for the next five years or the rest of your fighting career what if, if you could if you could plan it out exactly how you want it how would it go i have a couple of fights over here for uh christmas that'll take me to 16 provided i win both of them that'll take me to 16 and 1 70 fights in then it's next year fucking sexy record yeah it's, it's not sexy too record, bad. but then at the same time i'll be brutally honest with myself i've probably had about half of them have actually come to win the rest of them are just like but this is boxing yeah, as well it's boxing. not you, you you fucking you fight who's in front of you do you know what i mean that's yeah, not your problem of course. you know you do your little apprentice but then at the same time you can you know really now it's like look at any pros first 10 fights yeah like, exactly you know I mean? genuinely anyways. generally that, that, that's like, like mine so yeah have good fights get myself into to the, the river of it, you know, next year, start really stepping up, um, you know, get some high quality sparring, really putting myself, um, testing myself, and then, um, you know, put myself in big fights. And then, um, you know, if anything comes in your, off Europe, UK, Dubai, whatever, you know, I'm ready. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not gonna be like the A side or I'm not gonna, but hopefully I can, you know, get these, get these two wins out of the way and then just put myself out there and get let, let off the leash and uh, fulfill my potential. Yeah, or, man. I'll try at least, you know? Well, I'll, I'll obviously on the fucking content side, I'll fucking do whatever I can to promote the shit out of that fight, uh, man. Because wow. that's going to be, it's going to be mental, mate. It's just going to be unreal after all this time now to see you fucking scrap someone and kill this guy. Yeah, no offense man. to this guy. Obviously, <laughs> respect to him and all that shit, but it's going to be tough night for him sure. um, just a few kind of chiller questions to round us out here, mate, uh, just to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Uh, question I ask everyone who's been to Dublin how did you uh, do you, you enjoy when you've been there you went to love the Black it. Forge and you were there and got, yeah, a, got a feed in yeah. and I love, love Dublin it's yeah. just funny it's just because I'd hadn't been, I hadn't been home for, for a while I went back to the UK not so long ago about a couple of weeks ago and it's the first time just obviously with the gym it's very hard to, to get the break but I've always wanted to go to Dublin 
who wants to go on and want to go Galway and a few other places. But um, went to Dublin and uh, you know it just felt like home. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 you know, even when I was in the taxi when I landed there, I got a taxi from the airport and the, the guys making jokes straight away and you know like the crack I don't know and I'm just laughing my head off because it's just like what a miss. You know. Yeah, when you yeah, yeah. That, There's a lot of English people, but you, it's like you, it's. Everyone's in a little bubble here. It's just a different, I mean? it's hundred percent different. They're, you, you know yourself. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's just slightly less hospitable. I think a lot of people over here, it's either you're either working, you know what I mean, and you're like you're living like kind of check check, or there's the real like rich side of people who are yeah. there who've kind of made it already and see it like that, and they they um they're in their own little bubbles as you said. But in Dublin, it has a it has a great way of equalizing everyone. Like which yeah, is lovely. Yeah, uh, like you see why fucking load of celebrities go and live in it's or cool, like go on man. holiday in Dublin and like Tom Cruise. Or, Tom Cruise will walk down Grafton Street you might, yeah, and you might get a few people being like, "Hey Tom," but there'll yeah. be no, there won't be mobs with like paparazzi. You know, yeah, people, people yeah, don't give yeah. a fuck. Like, they just like yeah, oh there's Tom Cruise. Uh, there. Yeah, they like, hey, mate, or like I'm trying to think who the other one. Or like Matt Damon or someone went to Hoth and like goes like swimming and stuff. Or like Harry Styles went to Hoth. Oh, yeah, walks down goes swimming a lot of lads. Like, oh, he over there, but yeah, 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 like, yeah. Geez, what is cold today? That's it. There's no like yeah. you're not getting mobbed. So it's, I fucking love that about Dublin, man. It's it's cool. It's very uh, very um, hospitable as well, and uh, it's just a it's just a fucking cool place. It's a cool spot, man. I'm I'm yeah. going back there a bit now before before Christmas. I have a few. I have three trips planned back there, which is great. Um, this is a fucking. Sh- I hate asking this question because it's sappy as shit, but it, it really does tell me a lot about you as a person and like what you find interesting. If I could, if you could have a dinner with three people, anyone. And from different walks of life, dead or alive, just who who would you find interesting? Who do you think you could learn something from? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Shit, man, that's a very very good question. Um, Muhammad Ali, mm. I think a lot of people would say him. Um, and alive now, Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I just think he's he's uh, he's. Mind is, his is mind weird. Is just, yeah, it's it's very complex, and I just would like to know how. Um, and then Denzel Washington, man. Okay, he's a cool. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. He's a cool. So I think them three would be cool. You know, that I probably missed other people like him. And like remember the Titans yeah. and shit when he was in that. I lo- that was the first time that I saw him in when he's Coach Boom, and he's like, he, he he know, remember the Titans? Have you seen that? He's a football coach. I haven't seen that. Oh, seen you gotta that. watch it. Nah. He's a, he's like is in like when the it was like when they the segregation of schools joined up and like yeah. all the black lads and the white lads were playing football together for the first time and he was like the first black head coach in, Vir- in ah, Virginia okay. that's all about how he brings them together it is beast he's ah, so good in it he's just a quality sick. but he's he's a beast actor, he's done man. Hurricane he's done Training Day is my favourite and then obviously yeah, American Gangsta he's a, he's yeah. a sick actor man so, unreal yeah, um, yeah. Well, free. Um, I'm obviously gonna I'll, uh, I'll have some content going out about your fight so we'll, we'll get the result out yeah. of when you fucking murder this bloke and then we will uh, hopefully continue your story man down the line but uh, yeah. thank you so much for coming on man I really appreciate Thanks it obviously this, me, has been, this has been coming for a while and, yeah uh, no for sure it was and, it was uh, fucking great chat I'm, I'm, I was I was working hard because you could that your story could go on for five hours mate and I'm but obviously I'm conscious you're in camp so hopefully we get to do this again after yeah, talk definitely, about the experience yeah definitely and uh, keep keep up with the pot, uh, the, the, the pair pod because uh, I've, uh, I've been watching it and uh, it's Thank interesting, you. man. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Cool. Thank you, bro. Thank you very much. Um, all right, lads. Uh, go follow Joe if you're ever in Marbella. 12 rounds gym in Estepona. He'll work the fucking shit out of you if you want to. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll keep you all updated on Joe's fight and how he gets on. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have him back on again. Oh, Cheers, man. bro. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bro, bro. Thank you. Yes, sir. That was sick. Thanks, bro. <laughs> go on, Sam. <laughs>